everyone, and welcome to a second episode with the Seagulls team. I hope you enjoy it. The first meeting with Karen was actually through recreational festivals that the FA ran. And I think something that we always noticed was that when she was refereeing those sort of fun games, she was always really encouraging to players and would point out after a game, oh, you had a really good passage of play there or your passing was really good, even though she stayed impartial. And I think that's why when we sort of got midway through the season and we were like, oh, it's quite nice having Karen around and stuff. It was really good because we sort of, we know what she's like when she's approaching people and we'll always be impartial. And you like, you know, you should see what she's, you know, refereeing an in-house game. She's probably going to be savage with us. <laughs> but yeah, no, I think it's, I think that's what drew us to her is that like, yeah, you know, in a game where she already had a little bit of involvement with the club, she was happy to go. That's fine. I can take that off. I'll, I'll go and help the other team because she's, you know, she's positive and she just wants everyone to, you know, she wants everyone to be able to play and enjoy the experience. And if that will improve the experience for another women's club, then I think that's something that we should celebrate, I guess, you know, it doesn't affect, doesn't affect us in any way. So, yeah. Any of the rest of the team want to follow in Karen's footsteps? Not as a ref. <laughs> <laughs> On the conversation yesterday was there not people asking about being um, a ref, so potentially, but I don't yeah, think. Yeah, maybe. Not, not right now. Everyone wants to play right now, but maybe in a couple of years. Yeah. I mean, you know, one of the problems I found um, becoming a referee, because I've been a football coach for a number of years, but one of the problems I found when I, when I became a referee was that as a, as a referee, you're not supposed to coach. You're supposed to be completely, you are, you know, just following the laws of the game. So I found myself in the early days, if somebody had done like a great pass or a good tackle or something, I would just, you know, I would just, I just, you know, under under my breath, not at full volume, but I would just say, oh, that, that was really good. You know, I, because I come from a, you know, coaching background, I was always trying to be positive. And actually, I had to learn as a referee that you can't do that because you're not there to encourage the teams. You're only there to make sure that they abide by the laws of the game. So, so you know, ref refereeing for me has been quite a challenge um, to, to, you know, to, to stop being so encouraging. You know, I don't mean I have to be negative as a referee, but I have to just shut up sometimes. And that's not something I'm, I'm keen on. <laughs> I'm sure your team will back you up there. <laughs> she just wants everyone to have a good time, to be honest. <laughs> you know, and, and, and let the best yeah. team win at the end of the day. You know, the best team will win, but, but there's nothing to stop you. Oh, there shouldn't be anything to stop you. Just sort of giving somebody a little bit of praise if they've done something you know, really good, particularly, you know, in, in the grassroots game and, you know, in women's football, you want to be encouraging people. You want to make sure that they enjoy the game. So being that sort of, you know, person in, in black in the middle that just, you know, doesn't smile, doesn't say anything is, is to me, it's, I find it, I find it quite, I find it very difficult. Okay, so we'll head over to Holly now. Uh, I've been informed that you're working on the club's equality policy. Uh, yeah, me and um, a couple of others, yeah, we're, we're hoping to get um, kick out of status. Um, so part of that was to have a, a quality charter in place. Have you had much experience from the bad side of the equality? Um, no, I don't think so. Um, not with, not in terms of, um, no, like in our team, like we're all very positive and very open and very, um, it's all a very um, kind of accepting uh, environment. I think for us, it was just about making that showcase and making that important to us. It's all a very important um, cause, especially as our team comes from, originates from the lags. Um, it's important that as a team we show that we do stand for to kick out all forms of discrimination um, and we all believe that on a personal level but having it there stated in our club is, is really important to us so that's why we wanted to make it um, an official avenue and obviously things can happen so it's important to have protocols in place if they do happen that are clear um, to go down if, if anything like that ever happens. Have you had any problems with any other teams? Um, no, not, not, in, not in the league um, so far. Um, I feel like the only time I've ever experienced discrimination playing football is uh, like as a kid um, against like with men against women playing um, football. Um, but that was when I was younger, not not in since I was like an adult. So do you think the game's getting better when it comes towards that? Um, I think it's hard to talk about the game as a whole because there's so many different levels. I think as a society, yeah, we're moving into the right place, so that does feed into into football as well. Um, 
the Premier League taking a stand to, you know, still kneel at the start of games um, is a massive stand and a step forward. But as you notice from the discrimination, the abuse that women, um, so like Lauren James, um, experienced sexual abuse uh, the other day on Instagram, um, and obviously male footballers like Marcus Rashford and stuff experience abuse. So it still is out there. So it's important to, to make that stand. Um, luckily enough, we live in in Brighton that is has a, a very open attitude and is maybe a lot more um, diverse in terms of sexuality, maybe not in terms of um, race and stuff. But um, I, I have seen positive steps to make more of a diverse place and I think that's important. That's nice to know I think. Uh, it'll be very encouraging for those that want to get into football but feel like they can't at the moment apart from in lockdown obviously. Uh, we're going to go on to Justine now and talk about her position as part of Blacks. Sure. Um, so I when I first well I can't remember when I actually joined Blacks I think it was 2015. I basically had only played a couple of football matches in my entire life which I shared my stories about in our group the other day actually when I was at school I literally played I think one match got winded by someone and that was it for me <laughs> and yeah I was trying to find something to do like I travel a lot for work I'm not always around a lot so tried to find something I could do in my spare time and someone was like oh there's this like LGBT thing like why don't you just go along and try the football went along and um, everyone was super welcoming it was really nice there were there was hardly any people at the time um and then I think it was about after about a year and a half uh, the person that was sort of was the women's sports coordinator just we started noticing as players that there were lots of opportunities that were cropping up but maybe the person running it just didn't have the time or facility to be able to get us involved in those things um and because i have my job's quite project-based i was like well i can commit a bit of time so helped out a group of us started helping out going can we get involved in some campaigns or some matches or some friendly things like can we get the teams and kit um and then yeah we got involved in that and um, the girl eventually said you know what i'm going to step down i'd actually rather just play so i kind of yeah became the women's football coordinator i think i've been doing that for about three and a half years now maybe it's really flown by and it's we've been really lucky um we've got a really nice space that we play at uh, that's very well maintained the manor in brighton it's probably it's not a big surface it's only a sort of i think like seven aside or nine aside size but it's very well maintained it's quite easy to get to for transport got a good relationship with them and um, we've kept our sessions up and we've been quite lucky to have some partnerships every year we play a big campaign match against Sussex FA for Football v Homophobia Month. So um, I think Karen's been on the winning end of that quite a few times. But the, uh, last year we did manage to beat him in a penalty shootout finally. Um, so yeah, we get involved in that. Um, we also did for International Women's Day last year. I managed to get in touch with Brighton and Hove Albion, start building a bit of a relationship with them. And um, we managed to do a training session at the training ground in Lansing for International Women's Day. And we raised some money for the Brighton Women's Centre. And that was pretty much the last thing we did. It was literally about 10 days before lockdown or two weeks before lockdown. So things have very much been on hold um, and football couldn't really continue there. Um, and then, yeah, just sort of alongside just getting the Seagull stuff started as a as a side thing. So we do still have a lot of connection with Blacks. Um, I think eventually, you know, we might look to sort of potentially feed players through there or give back in a way. Can we offer some coaching or partnerships with them? But yeah, it's been really nice being able to run the two alongside. One being more social, um, even though we can't socialise so much at the moment, and the other one being a bit more competitive and having a bit more of a vision and definitely a lot more admin and stuff involved in paperwork but yeah it's been really good i would have thought you're very busy filled with paperwork at the moment yeah i mean we, me and karen have said quite a few times because we, we text most days i think but yeah. she we're always going well the one thing that we can't do at the moment is play football which is the thing that the whole reason why we're together so she's like right let's try and get all the stuff done that doesn't require us playing we just get it done now while we can't play so that when we can get back on the pitch that's all we need to focus on um you know looking at goals and targets that we can set for the club or ideas and things we can get involved in we can deal with that all now so that it can then just happen and we don't have to worry about it when we go back so yeah it's been it's been good it's given me something to focus on which is good thank you very much for joining us today hopefully we'll see you again in the next episode bye